Welcome to the Law of Attraction Traction, Quantum Consciousness Connection and Creation with my mom, holistic psychotherapist, Kareen Beerfeld. Kareen has worked in private practice for over 20 years and has witnessed miraculous recoveries, treating those who've experienced trauma. Trauma stored in the body can subconsciously affect and determine our life experience. When unconscious programs and traumas are accessed and released, negative core beliefs and maladaptive behaviors can be permanently reprogrammed. Dive deeper into the law of attraction and go beyond whatever is blocking you from attracting the life you want with Green Beer Folk. The law of attraction starts right now. I love it. Thank you, everybody. <laughs> Thanks for tuning us in, turning us on. I always love listening to that. I just love, <laughs> I just love the whole energy of it. And and really talking about it, you know, Kareen, you and I are going to take this conversation on again, because I want to welcome everybody. I want to welcome everybody to the law of attraction traction. I'm Dr. Pat. I get to share the stage with the most amazing Kareen Bierfeld. You know, today we're talking about a part two, let's call it Benny, Jacob, Olivia, if we could, the importance of boundaries and managing our energy. And I had a giant dose of that this morning. Kareen. So mm -hmm. it's, it's not a mistake that just about every time we start to talk about something like this, there's a reminder as I prep for the show and what I can do and how to go about it. But obviously boundaries are something you deal with every day with your clients, right? Yes. Every day with my clients and in my personal life, I, I am. Hi, it's good to be with you. <laughs> Uh, and I don't think it was a coincidence that you had an experience this morning that was that would uh, be relevant to what we're going to be talking about today. It's interesting how the universe tends to work that way. I had one yesterday, as a matter of fact, now that I think about it. So yeah, I'm uh, looking forward to talking about boundaries, because as we're talking about the law of attraction, uh, I was, you know, really reflecting on how important it is that we get to a place where we're able to manage our own energy. And one of the most important ways that we can do that is being able to have healthy and clear boundaries. Mm -hmm. Can we talk about what that means for, for people that may be thinking, you know, I've heard about the whole boundary thing, but I'm not exactly sure. Um, I, I want to just break it down for people in the way that you do on a regular basis. So for example, we are, we're talking about everything from somebody just getting way too close in our face, like physically, mm -hmm. right? Yep. Then we're also talking about emotional boundaries. that, mm -hmm. And then we're talking about mental or cognitive, you know, which usually gets expressed in words. Mm -hmm. And so when we're talking about boundaries, the question is really, you know, what is it that another person might do, might say, yeah, right, might throw at you, that just makes you feel like, ooh, one, this is not safe. Ooh, this feels really ucky, icky. Mm -hmm. And three, I'm too afraid to do anything about it. Okay, take it. Take it away. <laughs> <laughs> well, thanks for teeing me up there. <laughs> I think the way you phrased the question was actually really uh, on point because what you said is, what is it about what other people do that will make us feel a certain way? And what you're implying in that is, I think we all have an internal guidance system, whether we realize it or not, which is um, our bodies a lot of time will recognize, like in a split second, way before our conscious mind will, 
if something is healthy for us or if it's unhealthy for us. And we will feel it in somatically a lot of times uh, in our body. So if our boundaries get violated, it'll be usually a very quick instant reaction. Problem that a lot of times I think people run into is we override what our bodies are saying um, instead of listening to the internal guidance system that we have, which is always telling us if something is healthy or appropriate or good for us, or if it's, if, if we're being violated in some way. And then there's different levels and degrees of boundary violation. And so what I've found is that on my own personal journey, anyway, the more that I, um, have moved into a place of really like self-love and honoring myself, the clearer my boundaries have become. So I used to be a big people pleaser. <laughs> Still, I, like come, that, do you? I call it, are you ready? Wait I'm ready. For wait for it. Benny, I'm waiting. Don't, don't hit the yellow button, Benny. It's called the PP syndrome. There you go. That's perfect. <laughs> so professional, aren't we? So good. But you see, it's big and it's gotten bigger. You know, look, you and I sit in a world where, especially you more than me, because I'm not practicing. I'm not a practicing counselor like you are. Yeah. But we have watched in the past decade, the annihilation, the evaporation, the lack of clarity on what even appropriate boundaries are. I mean, mm-hmm. social media and the entire debate right now as to whether or not we should let lies be mm-hmm. broadcast. And I'm not saying who's lying. So let me just be very clear here. I'm just uh-huh. saying, but haven't, hasn't it gotten more complicated for you? <laughs> well, that's, yeah, it really has. That's actually a really good example of um, a boundary that I have set recently. I used to, uh, well, okay. So on my phone, you know, I have the apps for all of social media. I had Instagram, had Facebook. And what I would notice is that, you know, you're constantly getting the notifications. And so what do you do when you see a notification, you immediately hit it and whatever pops up, pops up. And it's like, I started to realize that, um, you know, I I would hit the thing thinking, I'll just look at whatever notification in 20 minutes, half hour later, I'm putting all kinds of unfiltered garbage into my brain. So recently I've taken those apps off of my, my phone. So they don't do that. Just that's an example of a minor boundary, but, um, yeah, I think it's really easy to open ourselves up to whatever is out there, especially with social media, a lot of uh, negativity and for sure things that I don't want to be putting into my brain can come in. Uh-huh. Um, you know, is, my- isn't it challenging though, because on the one hand, you're a mom, you're mm-hmm. a professional like me, and especially in what I do, I have to stay on top of stuff, right? Right. Yeah, something other than how Dr. Strange is doing in the box office, right? (laughs) But you have to stay on top of it. So you have to learn not to get overexposed, right? And I love the term overexposed, because we can let people get into our space and, and we find ourselves overexposed. We find ourselves in situations, behavioral and otherwise, and we think to ourselves, wow, I should have stopped this three weeks ago, right? Yeah, three weeks ago, three months ago, three years ago. (laughs) Now now you're doing some truth telling. Right. Yeah. You know, so um, one of uh, 
my great teachers that I've had in my life, he would always say, you know, as, and he really helped me a lot on my own journey of just, you know, as I continued my own personal growth, he would say, as I continue to focus on my health, my job is to focus on me and my healing. And, and as I continue to focus on my own growth, I know I'm going to get better. And then the people that are around me are either going to get better with me, they're going to come along for the ride, they're going to rise up with me, or they're going to get gone. And he would say, I'm okay with either one. And that's, a, you know, when I first heard that, I was like, well, that sounds easy to say, but it's a really hard reality to put into practice sometimes. And so, you know, my own experience with, uh, with setting boundaries with people is, first of all, beginning to discern who, who in my life is a healthy person who brings me up, who's like going to be a supportive cheerleader who wants the best for me, who's going to raise me up higher than I already am, or see me beyond where I, I already am. And who is that, you know, over the course of my life had, have had to have, had the experience of having people who just are more unconscious, not that they're bad people, just that they tend to, um, well, in some cases, interacting them with them would bring me down, but in more severe cases, it would be dealing with very toxic individuals um, and getting discernment around who's healthy, who's not. And then with the people that are not so healthy, learning how to state, this is what I feel like I want out of this relationship. This is what I expect or deserve and learning how to detach once I've stated an expectation, if that person isn't willing to meet me there. Now, everybody has bad days and everybody can go into their unconscious stuff. <clears throat> but, you know, like one of the things I've learned over the years is that the, the healthier a person is, uh, there, there's certain characteristics that go along with healthy people. Like healthy people tend to be more self-reflective. Healthy people will tend to quickly take responsibility if they've harmed someone they tend to want to become better they want to work on themselves they're, they're interested in personal growth um, <clears throat> they most healthy people don't intentionally cause harm to others but the opposite is also true when you are dealing with people who are and I'm going to just call them more like I don't know Toxic is even a good word. More unconscious Toxic's people. Good. You like toxic, the word toxic? I like toxic only because <laughs> there's a there's a handful of people that understand conscious and unconscious, but mainstream America understands oh, it when well, you say toxic people. Okay. And, you know, it's okay to say it because we're not saying we're saying toxic is a series of attributes. Yes. And we can talk about that. So what does toxic look like? Maybe Tox somebody is not respectful to you, right? Um, right. To toxic, I think, looks like the opposite of what I've just described, honestly. So toxic would be, the more toxic someone is, the, the less likely they are to take responsibility for themselves or for their behavior, for their lives. They tend to play the victim more. The more toxic someone is, the more they tend to cause pain for other people. Um, they don't want to self-reflect. They're not interested in growth or in self-improvement. They tend to play the victim a lot. I actually, 
do you know who the psychic medium John Edwards is? Have you heard oh, of him? Yes. Yeah. Yes. He was using this great analogy. It's a little graphic, but it brought the point home. I was listening to an interview uh, with him recently, and he was kind of using the energy of like, okay, if our energy field is like a swimming pool, like let's say you have your own swimming pool at your house. If you have a pool, you want to put a lot of time into maintaining the pool. You want to make sure algae doesn't grow. You're going to put in the right amount of chemicals to keep it clean and the bleach and all of that. Now, if you have someone and you, you want people to be in your pool and to enjoy the pool with you and to like, you know, so it's more fun if you have healthy people. But if you had somebody that came in your pool and peed in your pool. That's <laughs> what I'm saying. That, that's the word toxic. So he's like, we may, you may let that happen once, but how many times are you going to let somebody come in and pee in your pool. Yeah. <laughs> it's, so, it's so important not to let people in that are going to keep peeing in your pool, you know, yeah. <laughs> to manage your energy. That. I so love that you're <laughs> describing it like that. And let me tell you why I love it. Because when somebody crosses a boundary, it feels that invasive. Right. And it really does. I mean, it, it feels to the point where there are ranges. So I want to be clear. If you are engaged with a narcissist, and I'm not talking about throwing the word around. I'm talking about somebody that's got NPD, narcissistic personality disorder. Nine times out of 10, one, you don't know you're doing it. Yeah. But two, you know your heart hurts a lot. Mm -hmm. Three, you know you're going to try pleasing them even after they're peeing in your pool over and over <laughs> and over again. Right. That Well, someone with NPD would be really, they would meet all the criteria that I described, which right. is that they, they're never going to take responsibility. They're always going to blame, shift, and make. And you, the, one of the ways you know if you're dealing with a toxic person is that you will come away from the interaction not feeling good. It'll feel you'll feel bad in your body. And the more toxic, the more that'll be true. And when you get people that are personality disordered, they actually thrive on that. They look for that. They want to make you feel bad. So, so what I've learned too about boundary setting is it's a boundary isn't, you know, jumping up and down and screaming and telling the other person that they need to change their behavior or demanding that they change. And especially if you're dealing with a personality disorder, good luck with that. That's that doesn't, that doesn't get you, that's not going to work that they'll just feed on that and probably continue the behavior more. So what a boundary really is, is getting clear within yourself. Okay. I, you know, this is what I'm willing to tolerate in a relationship. This is what I'm not. And if this person isn't capable of meeting me where I'm at and, and honoring the boundaries I'm setting, I just need to detach. I just need to disengage. I need to stop giving this relationship energy. And that was a hard one for me. It took, I mean, it's been a hard life lesson because especially I've, you know, with family members, I've had to, you know, toxic family members and stuff or unhealthy family members not that I'm saying to people that they need to just like cut off anybody who violates a boundary, but learning that it's okay for me to say no to relationships, that I don't have to um, allow myself to be involved in relationships that cause me harm. That was a big, big, big life lesson. And so the boundary is I disengage, I walk away. I focus on the people that are going to be supportive of me. And one of the things that I learned through um, the training that I did, you know, in the Wellness Institute, which is where I learned how to do hypnotherapy, is it's not so much our behavior as it is the underlying intention behind our behavior that really matters, the state that we're in when we engage in the behavior. So what I mean by that is 
when I talk about disengaging from relationships, I used to, you know, if someone was upset with me, uh, I would go into such a place of like, I need to, I need to fix this relationship. I need to make sure that it's okay. And this, the the switch, the flip that has happened for me is recognizing, you know, this person's on a journey. They're allowed yeah. to be on their journey, but I don't need to fix them. And if I pull away, my underlying intention is not to cause that person harm. The underlying intention for myself is just to be honoring of myself so that I can stay in a healthy state. Because as we're talking, you know, we keep talking about law of attraction and what, what do we want to create in our life? Well, our, our relationships and the people that we surround ourselves with, I think are by far have the most, uh, the greatest impact on our state, which then of course is going to determine what we draw to us. So we need to be so mindful of who we're allowing around us. Because I would say our relationships, number one, and then probably social media, second, determine the state that we live in. So what the, the difference between setting a boundary, when you know you're in a healthy place, it's like you can disengage from a relationship and have compassion for the person you're disengaging from, not wish them ill, but just know that you're doing it to protect yourself versus like what I would call, you know, like the sometimes people are uh, passive aggressive or do the silent treatment, or if they're coming out of a place that I'm doing this to punish, it's a very different state and it's a very different energy. Does that make make sense? Yes. And part of the, part of what we're talking about is really important because when we stand up for ourselves, if I might put it like that, because that's what it feels like sometimes, Corrine, when we stand up for ourselves, I'm not saying this is an easy thing to do, but it is an essential thing to do. And there are so many ways that we have to do it. For example, you knew you were in a toxic relationship, or let's just say a not so great relationship with somebody, family member, an ex, it doesn't matter, a boss, right? But you made a conscious decision that you forgive and forget, you moved on. And then you get a birthday card. That doesn't mean that the birthday card says that you actually, one, have to even open it, two, have to respond back to it. And that's really where the teaching comes in. Yeah. Because just because, right, something happens with a relationship that you know is harmful to you. Mm -hmm. And it's harmful to you in multiple ways, mentally, emotionally, and it could be physically. We have the right to say, no. Yes, we do. (laughs) Are are there examples where you give people second chances or you take time to listen to them? Of course there are, but you get to the point where you say, I just don't want to continue to have this boundary, not feel good. Yes. Or continue to have your boundary violated. Right. And you go and you make the request and you say, Hey, can you not text me a hundred times of the day before you actually delete their <laughs> phone number, right? <laughs> you sound like you might have some of your own experience with this. Yeah. So you have some idea of what I'm talking about. <laughs> and you know, I, I'm kind of like, there's not much that will ruffle my feathers. I mm-hmm. mean, it takes a lot for me to get to the point where I've had enough. There has to be 
Uh, and that's the relationship I have with my brother. I had to get to the point where I had to say, no matter what I do, no matter what we try to do, there's going to be a hurt that I feel. Yeah. Right? And that is one of the hardest things to do. But the other thing, Karina, I would like you to talk to is you don't get to these decisions by yourself. No. I mean, why is it we go to counseling? Why is it people come to you? Because mm -hmm. they need help. Isn't that the critical point about how to address a healthy boundary? Because we don't see ourselves, right? So, sometimes I think it's really hard. Um, and it, so, yes, it could be helpful to get to, to, to get a perspective from an outside person who's a third party, but it doesn't always have to be a therapist. It could also be a healthier, a healthy friend that you trust their judgment. You know what you touched on with your brother, I, that has been one of my experiences too, is how, how difficult it is, especially when you're talking about a family member, some, you know, like you said, it could be a, a, a sibling or an ex or a parent. It's a really hard thing for someone to come to a realization of, okay, this is, you know, to, to really disengage from a core relationship like that. I'm not saying that it's an easy thing. And I've worked with clients, some who make the decision that they just are going to go completely no contact because they just, any interaction is so harmful. And some who decide, especially if it's like family members, that kind of thing, that they are, they keep the contact very limited. So like, you know, uh, if it's a, say a toxic parent that they will, okay, we're going to visit for Christmas, but then they'll make sure that they have, you know, a they're going to stay for an hour and then they've got a plan of where they have to be next and a reason to leave. So they don't, they don't spend eight hours with the person. They manage it and they keep it more limited. And that's okay too. You know, I think it's kind of an individual uh -huh. thing for each person to decide. Um, but I just really want to validate, you know, when you talk about your brother and how, how difficult, it's a hard thing. It's not, this is not an easy thing to do. No. And the reason I wanted to do this um, on this topic is because, boy, I know how, what a difficult life lesson it's been for me over and over. Um, but I have also come to realize like, how important it really is, how important it is uh, to get clear that it's okay to honor ourselves enough and to love ourselves enough to say no to people that are unhealthy. And, yeah. and saying no doesn't even have to be a verbal no. It just means we don't continue to engage and respond and, and interact with people that are going to like draw us into the muck. Yeah. We don't want to be in know, the muck. Yeah. And part of this too is, and just talking with you about this is, let me just be a little bit clear. We're using very generalizations and some of these are harder than others. For example, when it comes to a son or a daughter, or a child, yeah, you know, those take a skill they take. And, and sometimes it's an easy one. You know, sometimes it's one of these things where, you know, they're pushing your limit right? Mm -hmm. By asking you for the extra 10 bucks <laughs> in the, right. Uh -huh. But other times it's not other times. It's something more serious. Um, Corrine, what, it, this is a very important show and very powerful, but this is also represents the body of work you do with others. Mm -hmm. Let's take a minute and let folks know one, how can they find out more about how to work with you and let them, you know, take a look at some of the things you do. What is the best way to do that? Uh, so yes, that they, they can go to my website, which is my name, kareembeerfault.com. 
and there is information on my practice there and um, contact my contact information, my office number and how to reach me is on there as well. You know, when you bring up the parents, I'm like, oh, I'm working with some right now that it's who have children. So especially if you're dealing with a, a child who is an addict, for example, or you, you know, you talked about narcissistic personalities, or you have a child who is um, just out of control in some way with their behavior. I think that's probably the hardest thing for a parent to draw a line with their own child to say no more, you know, like, but sometimes it's, you know, they talk about hitting bottom for people. Sometimes people just really need to experience the consequences of their behavior enough and suffer enough. If there's going to be any hope for them to begin to recover. Mm-hmm. Look, I, I think that, this is a part two to a conversation because oh, we could talk about this for hours. I know, but, yeah. but the other part of it is it's so relevant now. It's so relevant in so many different ways. And what social media has done, it's done a lot of great things to connect us, but it's also done a lot of things to blur the lines, right? And for sure. because the lines are now blurred and because we don't want to not please someone it does get complicated. So thank mm-hmm. you for taking this on. Um, again, let me just ask, um, tell people uh, how to find you, but also what's your personal message? What would you like to leave us with today? Mm-hmm. So again, um, my website is my name, kareembeerfeld.com. And far as far as a personal message, I just think it, it would be something around this principle of uh, learning to love yourself enough that you, and to honor yourself enough that you um, begin to trust your own body, your body's wisdom to have discernment, to speak up when something doesn't feel right. And Mm -hmm. to be able to begin to really set those healthy, clear boundaries that will help you to live the kind of life you really want to live. Thanks for joining the law of attraction traction with host, my mom, Green Burfield. Tune in every third Tuesday of the month at 10 a.m. Pacific, 1 p.m. Eastern on Transformation Talk Radio and learn how you can heal from the traumas and conditions you thought were impossible. Get inspired to pursue your own healing and growth so that your light shines brighter than ever. To learn more about Kareen and her and the services she provides as holistic psychotherapist, visit her website at kareenbeerfeld.com. Welcome to the Be Happy Now Show. Flex your soul connection muscle and be your inner guide to fulfillment and purpose. I'm Claudia Sam. If you know that you're here for a bigger reason, this is the place to be. Together, we ditch the self-care guilt and quit the go-go-go with less fear and more trust. Tune in to living life in alignment with your full potential. The Be Happy Now show starts now. Hi, welcome to the Be Happy Now show. I'm your host, Claudia Sam, your soul connection coach. And wow, I'm just getting on here and feel so inspired to share with you the answer to a question that so many of my clients ask me. How do I stay calm throughout my day? In other words, how do I carry this peaceful, soulful, intuitive, connected 
place that I'm in and not just hone into it and be with it in my yoga class or in my meditation or at that one time in the morning or at that one time before bed. <laughs> yes, it can be a question of many directions. Basically, how do I keep the being part of me? How do I keep this energy that I know I have in me? I know I can be calm. I know I don't have to go, go, go and do, do, do and be so busy and feel like I'm running and chasing uh, my tail. How do I do it consistently? Ah, <laughs> well, if you are asking yourself that question and if you are wondering, what is the answer to that? We'll get to talk about it on this episode. If it's the first time that we meet, welcome. As I mentioned, my name is Claudia Sam, and as your Soul Connection coach, I support driven, ambitious, passionate leaders and guides who know deep down that they're here to lead life from a place of passion, who are here to make a difference in the world. And I bet you that if you're here, you might have put a lot of energy on pleasing other people in your life, on getting the perfect job, the perfect scores, the perfect um, everything, just being quote unquote good at life. Does that resonate with you? Well, I support these people, my clients, people like you perhaps, to actually come back into their intuition and get out of their head and access their heart. And to do that, I created the tune in method, which helps people actually connect back with their body, their mind, be with their emotions instead of pushing them down and really connect with what they're here for, what's their purpose, what are their um, values and what's important to them from a heart place, not from a conditioning place, not from a, well, I've been doing this my whole life. I mean, it's not going to change kind of fearful place. This is where it gets to change. Yes. And also within the tune in method, there's a big part on trust, trusting your heart, trusting your intuition over the mind. Mm -hmm. Not that the mind is bad. You know, there's an episode that is called Dancing with Ego and Soul. If you want to get to know more in details, what that can look like and what that has looked like for me, then I invite you to go check it out. So there it is. There's, there's what I do. Here's the introduction. And if you're at all curious about where you are in the tune-in method and in what ways that could be beneficial for you to just kind of tune in to what that is for you, then I invite you to go to tuneinmethod.com and, or to go to claudiasamsoulcoaching.com forward slash, actually just claudiasamsoulcoaching.com. And then you can um, look at all the resources I have there. If you click on the orange button that says start here, then you will get my free three-step audio guide to help you put yourself first so that you don't end up at the bottom of your to-do list or maybe not even on the to-do list, right? Because you get to be, this is what we get to explore today. One of the things that I've definitely played with is that, yes, accessing that peaceful and calm place where you, where you feel like you're floating and you're flowing through life. Everything seems to be going well. And you're like, man, I, I just want to be in this state forever. It's almost like saying, I want there to be sun all the time. I mean, I used to be for one part, I, I always hated winter. And now it's changing because I'm honoring the cyclical nature and the four seasons and 
Um, but there is still that part of me that's still there. Um, and I'm going to talk about like the past for me was that I wanted life to be always summer. I always wanted to be on. And that's kind of like how we are taught, right? We are, let's say we're watching TV and there's ad after ad after ad telling you what you don't have and what you need and what you should be and where you should, what you should do and where you should be. Does that resonate with you? When it comes to being in the body this with this calm and peaceful energy that you might cultivate in a yoga class or in meditation, or just when things are going well for you and you just want that to keep going, well, then life just comes back at you and throws you this thing that you're like, man, it was going so well. And it can go very deep. Like I've, for once, when um, I'm saying this all nonchalantly, but it, it was a big deal when my grandmother passed away in, in 2015. I remember, I remember being so mad at yoga because I thought that yoga was supposed to make me immune to well, how to, how to be peaceful and calm at all times that I really thought that that was the whole point of being in a yoga teacher training. That was during my first yoga teacher training. And I was really mad at the yogic lifestyle. I just, I was blaming definitely externally to, than me. I was putting the responsibility of my happiness and of my sustained peace and calmness, I was, I was giving that responsibility over to the practice of yoga. Well, this is, this is okay. Another part of what I want to touch on what I want to come back to in the direction of my, of our discussion here today is that just like in life, there are not, there's not just one season. There's not always the sun. Sometimes it's, sometimes the moon is there. Sometimes it's the night. It's not always day. We unfortunately don't get what well, we get. We might not experience life because I can't speak for you. We might not always experience life at the high. We, we don't, most of us don't experience life at the, this is always going so well. And we might have some seasons in our life as well that, Ooh, for some period of time, it feels so good. And it feels like we're surfing and we're not getting caught up in the wave. And then sometimes it does. And this is where I want to invite the, the idea that what if you get to surf through all the waves and when, and, and learn the tools to cultivate from a place of within yourself, the strength to navigate the times when you feel like you're tumbled into the wave. Instead of surfing it, you're like caught up in it. Instead of panicking and then choking on the water and drowning, well, you, you get the tools and you can rise back up to the surface and then get back on the board and surf. I'm, I don't have the perfect answer. Basically is what I'm saying. And not to discourage you because I am recording this podcast for something. <laughs> it is possible to move through life just like if you are in a yoga class and some yoga classes, you will experience transitions between poses. Well, just like we transition between night and day, between spring and summer, 
between ego and soul, we also get to transition between the peace, calm, and stressful times. And when we cultivate the tools that that gives us the access to the peace and the calmness within our body regularly in meditation and yoga and whatever other tool that you use that works for you, that means that the stressful periods, the times that we are in the wave caught up and tumbled, can not be so um, depleting. These moments when we feel like life is happening to us, like we're all of a sudden off track. Well, maybe this is just an opportunity to practice the tools. And this is what I found myself faced with when I was yelling of, of anger, uh, sitting in a ball in my kitchen um, after my grandmother passed away in, in the inability to understand what was really happening and blaming yoga for not keeping me afloat. It's like saying, yeah, I don't want to be human. I want to be human when it's joyful, but I don't want to be human when it's not. And what I found myself in this experience was that that was my opportunity and one of the many chances to hone in on those self-development tools that I was learning. It was an opportunity for me to go, wait, I don't need to be a victim of the situation here. I don't need to, to make myself drown. What I get to do is that I get to be with the emotions. I get to be with, oh my gosh, this sucks, right? We get to be in this space. And so often we want to get a Band-Aid solution. We don't want to feel it. We don't want to feel it at all. We just want to move back into the flow and we just want to be happy, go lucky, joyful. And so if, if this calls to you, because this is often what, what I hear from my clients before we start working together, they're like, I just want a tool to feel better because I know that I can, you know, feel good in my body. And I know that I'm confident and I know that I'm, I believe in myself and I have this inside of me, this this energy and this knowing that I'm worthy to live a fulfilling life. Um, so I just need like one or two, one or two tools um, to keep me going. This is like saying, oh, I just have a headache for now. I'm going to take a pill and an, a painkiller and it's just going to go away for now. And I, I know that I have this tool. I could just keep taking it. This is saying, oh, the deep emotions of why and the the deep emotions and the beliefs that keep me the beliefs that I keep alive that keep me going at the pace of I just need another tool I just something happened that makes me not fully aligned so with this other tool it's just going to be better but there's something that dragged me into the into the need for another tool there's something that makes me feel incomplete and there's something inside, maybe this is a possibility, and I've experienced it within myself. There, there was this possibility or this, um, this belief that was kept alive that I just needed to find um, a solution, an external solution. Like I thought yoga was a solution to keep me from feeling the bad or lower vibe 
emotions in life. I was giving the, again, the responsibility to yoga to say, yeah, I, again, I don't get to be a human in the quote unquote bad situations and I only get the good. So when we want to find a solution and just get a tool, there is an indication that something is not fully aligned. And here's my invitation to you for you. It's to look at what keeps the, what keeps alive. What's the, okay, I'm going to rephrase. <laughs> what keeps the belief alive that doing something else will help you? What keeps the belief alive that doing something else, seeking help outside of you is the solution and will help you? Here's a big thing. When you hone in to who you are as a human being, meaning being with your body, really noticing when your body is speaking to you, when your body has that headache and you're taking painkillers, what if instead of taking the painkillers, you got to say, oh, wait a minute, am I criticizing myself? Am I, where am I putting pressure on myself? What if, if I was able to look at that, then I would no longer have a headache so often. There is an opportunity for you when you are looking for another solution, when you want to keep the good going and you don't want to access the quote unquote bad here, we'll, we can also say the lower vibe emotion or experience of life. Whenever you're like, oh, no, I don't want to go there then what keeps the belief alive that it's bad down there? What keeps you believing that no bad, lower energy is bad, lower vibration, lower experiences of life? Nope, it's bad. I, if I go there, I'm going to be hit by a, a big wave. What keeps this going for you? This keeps you in the do, 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 go, go, go mode. So what I'm bringing and inviting or serving up <laughs> on a plate for you to take me up on or not, is that when we get to be with our body with those signs, it's like, it's like a little mm, flag. It's the light that's turned on and you get to look at the light, right? Um, lift up the curtain to see the light from outside. You get to make a choice. Oh, do I want to be with what's there in my body? Also. Do I want to be with what's there in my mind? That belief that keeps this, that keeps me operating in a doing mode, not wanting to explore the bad or lower negative, lower vibe emotions. What keeps this going for me? Am I willing to shift out of it and see it differently so that I can live life less in the extremes, less in the really good or really bad? And actually spend, yes, more time in the really great. And when the quote unquote bad happens, we can just kind of, oh, we're in it. We see it, but we're not afraid of it because we don't spend so much time in it because we know how to be in it. There's a lot of same words that I'm saying. I hope you're following me. When we get to, so be with the body, be with those beliefs that keep us doing and looking externally for solutions, wanting just like a band-aid type of solution. What keeps, what's the belief a lot that keeps this 
that keeps us operating in this way. And third, my third point is, are you willing to be with those emotions when they're here instead of pushing them down? So if you're like, okay, how do I keep this going? Are you actually being in the joy? Are you letting and giving your body permission to be with the expansion that it's in? Or are you, as soon as you feel the expansion and the happiness and the joy, already looking to move on from it and have and create a different experience for yourself? Did you hear me? Are you allowing yourself to be in the presence of the good emotions in your body, the good um, experiences of life so that they're not limited to just a thing that's ticked off the list? Oh, yes, I enjoyed. Yes, I was joyful. Yes, I was playful. Yes, I was happy. Now what's next? What's the other tool I can go to? Does, do you resonate with that? So we looked at being with the body the messages from the body, being with the beliefs that keep us operating in the do, 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 operating in a way that we think it's better elsewhere and that we just need another solution, another tool, a Band-Aid solution. What keeps that alive? And we, we explored the being with the emotions so that in the present moment of, okay, when there's a good emotion, we really be with it. We feel the good emotion instead of pushing it aside. This goes the same thing, the same thing for the quote unquote bad or lower vibe emotions. When you feel a trigger, right? When you feel like, oh my gosh, um, this is making me feel really uncomfortable. I feel like I'm unimportant right now. I feel like I'm not seen or I'm not heard. Well, you get to go back to the body. How does that feel in the body? Ooh, you're, the thought is I'm not. I don't feel hurt. I don't feel important. They made me feel this way, right? Sometimes that's what happens. The emotions, whether they're high vibe or low vibe, they get to, we get to hold space for them, be with them, allow them in instead of just want to push them aside, whether they're good or bad or whether they're high vibe or low vibe. You're listening to the Be Happy Now show with your soul connection coach. And we're exploring the idea that because many of my clients come to me wanting to sustain a level of joy and calmness and peace forever. And they never, ever want to experience the bad. And when they are in the often what I hear is, well, I'm just rushing and running from one thing to the next. And then I'm really good at setting aside time to be with myself and calm down and be peaceful. But then when I'm in the rushing, when I'm in the doing part of me, it's like I, it's like I don't know how to stop. It's like I don't know how to just be back in that piece. So for the second um, part of this episode today, I'd love to explore finding that balance as much as we get to be with the body, the mind, and the emotions, which is the foundation of the tune-in method, by the way. So if you are curious about how that can work for you, I'm happy to hop on a free 20-minute clarity call with you to just have a chat, no strings attached. You can go to claudiasamsoulcoaching.com forward slash yes. And that balance, it's like if, if you think about a gradient of color, right? When we move from in a rainbow, 
let's talk about a rainbow because a rainbow is full of possibility. <laughs> Everywhere you look at the rainbow, it seems to follow you, right? It seems to have a, a different starting place. It's all about yet the perspective wherever we are, it's there. The gradient of color in a rainbow lets us know that there's no clear start and end. And this is where I'm inviting you to play with the peace and the calmness and the joy that you can feel in your body and in your life when you are in meditation, when you are in yoga, when you are just doing your thing and being you and everything feels flowy and in alignment. Well, can you be in this transition where um, it doesn't stop? It's not like, okay, now I'm doing, okay, now I'm at work. So it stops. There's another episode of the Be Happy Now show that talks about the different parts of ourselves. And we explore, um, we explore being who we are. Let me um, look at what the title is for you. Okay, so it's either in the tapping into the unshakable you episode or in the are you an overthinker? This is for you <laughs> episode. Um, there are over 28 episodes of the Be Happy Now show. So pardon me um, if I'm not a, a clear cut on where we talk about this. Where I want to go to for the rest of our episode today is that you get to be you in every part and aspect of your life. And you don't have to categorize the, because I know you have like perhaps work and then family and then your passions and then, oh, your little side project. Oh, and the volunteer work you're doing. And oh, that friend that you're, you know, you have different, you might have different categories. And sometimes we show up in a specific way with different categories of our life. And my invitation for you is to actually look at your life not needing to be split in different categories so that instead of being a full stop between the meditation practice and work, well, what would support you in creating a fluid transition between the tuning in and the aligned action? Because when we get to still tick things off of our to-do list, when we are at anchored in the beingness of who we are, we do. It just, it has a totally different energy. Because if I just go through the list going, okay, I need to do this. And it just feels forceful and constrictive and um, not so enjoyable. Well, it doesn't have the same result as if I look at what is on my to-do list and take action because it makes me feel so inspired and it makes me feel so joyful. And then you're going to say, well, Claudia Sam, it doesn't make me feel joyful to do my laundry. Okay. Well, if doing the laundry makes you feel so drained, where could you get support in your life? How could you manifest and attract support in your life so that you can have someone who can help you with the laundry so that now your energy can be spent in something that aligns you back in to the peace and the calmness and the alignment and joy that you just love to sustain and be in? And if you're thinking, yeah, but you need this or no, that couldn't happen because be aware that this is what you are operating and going through life with, with this belief that, no, that's not possible because, and it's okay. We're not here to say it's wrong. We're just here to go, oh, that's what's happening. This is what keep, keeps me in the cycle of thinking that 
Mm, yeah, I can't because. Mm-hmm. Uh, next time you think, okay, what's a tool I can use? My most precious tool, the most precious tool I have for you is what you have and do consistently without knowing your breath. Your breath is such a supportive tool to hone in on because right now, what's the one thing you're doing and you're not noticing? Maybe breathing. So are you willing to use your breath as that tool? When you are in yoga, you're asked probably to connect with your breath. When you are in meditation, you probably start by taking long, slow, and deep breaths. When you're outside and it smells all the beautiful flowers of spring, you probably take that breath in and feel so expansive with joy because you're breathing in. Well, what's happening in the mind while you are breathing? Are you consciously being with your breath? Or are you on that to-do list? This external awareness of not necessarily being with your breath before a meeting, before you answer a call, before you say yes to someone, before you make a decision, you get to say, let me take a breath on this. <sighs> that is when you access the ease, the flow, the peace, and the joy that's always there within you. Your breath is one of the most magical and, and easy tool to access so that the transition between mm, the doing and the being can be smooth. It's already within you. So as much as I can give you other practices and you can ask for other tools and sign up to other trainings and look for all these external mm, ways to validate that you get to still look for external things, right? Because when, when we're like, oh, I need another tool. Well, you find another tool because the world is filled with many tools to happiness, to sustaining that happiness. Well, it just gives authority to that part of us that was in belief that we needed it, that it's okay that you get to believe it because you just got another tool. Do you, are you with me? So by remembering that your breath is one of the most powerful ways that is free and that you get to practice to be with so that when you're there thinking, okay, how do I sustain this level of joy and bring it through my day in my meeting so that it doesn't feel so rushing. Remember that one breath can be 10 seconds. If you really breathe slowly. Okay. One full yogic breath is about 10 seconds. Are you at 10 seconds close to not being worthy or to being judged by someone or to being pushed aside or to feeling unimportant or name it? Are you really 10 seconds away from that? Really, truly think and feel into this. I believe in your capacity and your ability to tune into that breath and to choose it. Whenever you forget, just maybe find a, find a way that will help you remember to come to the breath when you've forgotten. Maybe your screensaver says breathe. And when you've forgotten to breathe because you see it too often, change your screensaver, make it something else. 
So I'm going to ask you this, what needs to happen so that you remember to breathe, to be in transition through life so that life doesn't feel like it's at these extremes of doing and being and of ego and, and mind or ego and intuition and um, stress and calm and rather you can be dancing, breathing between this spaciousness and still feel like life is joyful as a whole. Thank you for being with me on this other episode of the Be Happy Now show. And if you've enjoyed it, and whether it's your first time or you've been listening multiple times, wherever you listen to your podcast, please leave a five-star review and actually write a review of the show. I would really appreciate reading you. And this helps more people to flex their soul connection muscle and become their own inner guide to fulfillment and purpose. Again, if you want to um, tune in, go to tuneinmethod.com or go to claudiasamsoulcoaching.com and just um, let's get in touch. Have a beautiful rest of your day. Talk to you soon. Bye. You've been listening to the Be Happy Now show with me, Claudia Sam. Flex your soul connection muscle and be your inner guide to fulfillment and purpose. Tune in live every Thursday at 6.30 p.m. Eastern on TransformationTalkRadio.com. You are worthy of being you and of connecting to what stops you from living the life you are meant to live. Access more soul connection coaching at claudiasamcoaching.com.